Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands and today is the WNR 403. It's NXT update. Monty is taking a well-deserved break, so I will break down six episodes of NXT, seven episodes of NXT UK, and Impact Hard to Kill. But first, the latest on the WWE Network, and I checked in on season one. Ruthless Aggression. Uh, and this was really interesting, actually, going back and seeing it. Uh, Jim Cornette, a talking head, and Bruce Pritchard, kind of the main lead. And John Cena was refreshing honest um and we move on for different episodes we have the evolution one uh which was good the dudley ins discussed um batista is so honest bubba is a dick uh basically in the match batista and all both got injured uh and we've been the end of evolution at the time and mark jindrak being included was brilliant i am so glad they mentioned it um Triple H just didn't want him in. Batista got injured for a matter of uh, months and Mark Jinjak was going to be in there to replace him. They filmed it with four as well. So Jinjak, Orton, uh, Flair and Triple H. And at that time, Jinjak and Orton were kind of best mates and Triple H hated him. You feel a bit sorry for Mark. But even only together fully for 10 months. You look at that impact that they had. Uh, On to Brock and Paul. Um, uh, Point well, so onto Brock, sorry, and Paul points out Lesnar's first run was only two years. So, if you look at these ruthless aggressions, say 10 months and two years here, of course, Heyman, the main talking head. Season two talked about Hollywood Rock again, only around for four months. Uh, innovations as well, stuff like the Emotion Chamber, Money in the Bank. Some misses, like the Concrete Crypt, the Women's Revolution with, of course, Trish and Lita, but Ivory, Jackie, Molly, Victoria, Mickey could all work. And thanks, Fit Finley, for actually helping out. And don't try to say you did anything, Steph, because I see what you did there. Uh, the return of HBK, of course, the match at SummerSlam 2002. I mean, I personally didn't like the DX return. But I kind of think his second run was better than his first when it comes Michaels and the last episode securing the future. I mean, the clips in the warehouse in '97, like Mark Henry and The Rock, just really good stuff. If you had to watch one episode, the entire two series, it would be the last one of season two. And the Broken Skulls with DDP. I mean, these guys have known each other for decades, and it shows. DDP looks great for 65 there's great clips from a tryout from page uh, early on in wf back in 1991 and uh you know there's a lot of stories you know have we heard most of them yes we have you know like the cookie incident especially with ed mcfoley's book with their relationships involved but the passion and the heart of page is still there and it shows he still cares he's crying like a baby makes me love him more and a mass, macho mass, message great as well left on the machine and uh, talking about the stalker angle was brilliant you know sometimes uh, people might want to talk failed because even he mentioned his wife was Kimberly at the time and then they try to make him as a stalker which kind of didn't really work but really really good stuff so we're going to start NXT so it's December 7th and the show opens with a recap of War Games and Von Wagner makes his entrance trying to look like a badass who didn't 
get got by Carla Riley and just gets got by Carla Riley again leading to a steel cage match and Riley attacked from Wagner to walk to the ring he sent him into the steel cage and shut the door to start this off he hit a running knee the series of running four rounds for locking in the guillotine the big man powered out low into a suplex Carla Riley nearly took the win with a diving knee but Wagner kicked out low blow to Riley and followed that with a double underhook side slam for the win and the big man decided he was not done yet he smashed Riley's head repeatedly with the cage door and backstage was inevitable and it would carve a path through NXT 2.0 um, looking at this Riley called the spots loudly but who cares he's leaving this was a bit messy but the end of the undisputed era Joe Gacy talked about the future of NXT 2.0 the next step being Harlan's in-ring debut next week Bron Breaker challenged Tommaso Ciampa for a rematch, but Diamond Mine walked out. They issued their own challenge. Roderick Strong wanted to fight Breaker next week, and Young Star accepted. Um, Bron is just fine. I just worry about his booking. Looks like New Eve will be the place. Uh, Briggs and Jensen versus the Creed brothers. Appearing arrived to watch this match from stage. The Grizzle Young Veterans joins commentary. Vinci stealing the tag rope from Josh Briggs to keep Brooks Jensen fighting solo. In the chaos, though, Jensen caught Brutus Creed with a roll-up for the win. Uh, Kashida and Nikamanjiro celebrate the win backstage with Jensen and Briggs until GYV walked in an argument issue that led to a brawl between Kashida, Jiro, Gibson and Drake and Mi Ying standing up in her pyjamas from behind the counter, slowly sliding back down. So the Crees lose again. They didn't look too bad, but I hate Briggs and Jensen. They look like a pin-up for a women's magazine. Imperium were the most over. And what was this? Like, the finish actually didn't make sense. The heels got involved, but the faces still won. The tag division does need work. Just give, give some a mic. He was great. Uh, Duke Hudson came out in a fake wig. Cameron Grimes mocked him and challenged him to know a whole bars match for next week. I didn't realise it was a wig till Barrett stumbled over his words. Uh, Angle did it better with the headpiece. Grayson Waller tried to chat up a woman in the parking lot, but she already had plans with L.A. Knight. Uh, Knight said to Waller, you're about... You're, you're about likes and views. Do you like this view? Great line. Uh, Waller angry and alone said he would get views all right. Carmelo Hayes versus Dex was next. Trick Williams was clearly spooked by Dexter early while the torchlighters went after the banded ribs of the champ. Loomis tried to pull out the silence but Melo battled through when Loomis got locked in. Trick cheap shot him to cause a DQ afterwards. Loomis tried to choke out Trick but Hayes pulled him out to safety. And Melo has wrestled nearly every NXT and, and this was fine. MSK opened the door to meet the Shaman and it's Matt Riddle. He said he's been waiting for them and he watches NXT all the time and he went business, bro. Indy Hartwell and Persia Perotta are chatting backstage. Persia wants to get on the same page and go after tag titles and to focus 100% and leave the love at home. Dexter rolls up and scoops his wife and Johnny Gano swoops in to hug both of them. Mandy Rose explained that Toxic Traction still ruled NXT and that Amon's intention no matter who won at War Games. While Gigi Dunn and Jace Jane were banished up, they still competed against Valentina Feroz and Yusa Leon. Um, they st- stopped a hot tag flurry and won with a springboard kick. And the God's Greatest Creation talked down every challenger but was interrupted by Cora Jade, who was wearing a sling. Gonzalez and arrived with a steel chair and Toxic Traction ran back up the ramp. Backstage, Katie Ray gave Jade a baseball bat to protect herself. And during the commentary, Vic Joseph said he draws over one star in it. I wonder who. The faces looked alright, but who will step up? 
Tony Janjo's interview backstage. He's braggadocious about his win. And Andre Chase rolls up to say maybe if he'd listened, he'd come off like a star of War Games and not Grayson Waller. Then Andre challenges to a match next week. We get Santa Saxbar versus Zion Quinn. Escobar pinned Quinn to the mat with a focus attack on his arm. Quinn fought back and hit a rolling farmer's carry and the two battled to the top rope. The Emperor then sent him careening to the floor with a Frankensteiner. Lopez slipped brass knuckles on Quinn's hand, causing a conflict with the referee, which allowed Escobar to hit the Phantom Driver win. I am pleasantly surprised Santos won. I do not like the LWO-inspired Legado logo, but be the first Legado, not harping on the past. I mean, understand the sentiment. Uh, Quinn should keep his brain out of his pants. A nice bump off the top, though. Malcolm Bimmer says Roderick Strong is going to beat Bromba. A rolls up to his sister. He's the champion in NXT. Bivens cites Roddy's accolades and Hayes said he's just, he knows how good Strong is, but he's not the A champion. We see Candice Ranger the Gunner hanging out backstage to send us to a break. When we're back, we get a video package of Boa calling out Idris Anofi and prompts him to take it out. And then Johnny Gunner makes his entrance and gets on the mic. He says, I'm sure Michael's told him to go as long as he wants since Chucky is done. He said he didn't want to think about what he said before coming out. And his one regret in the past six years, he spent too much time wondering if he was good enough and not enough time in the moment. He tells us that we deserve wrestling, we can be proud of, and he hopes he gave us that. He recounts being told that a try he would never make it in NXT, but William Regal brought him back to full sail to do a dark match against Apollo Crews. And the fans chanted Johnny wrestling so hard, they had to bring him back every week even without a contract. Takeover main events, video games, action figures. We helped him. He's always doubted himself, but the only place he ever felt special is inside the ring. His family might be in Cleveland, but his family is backstage too. Hunter and Sean mean the world to him, but Matt Bloom, Steve Carino, Terry Taylor, Sarah D'Amato, his buddy Vic Joseph, the name after name. He knows change is scary, but sometimes you have to change. The one message he wants to leave is that if you fail, you bet on yourself. He doesn't know what his immediate future holds and that's up in the air still but he does know that in February he starts the most important job in his life a father he said he's going to love that little guy so much but right now he's going to worry about his wife and his son and teach him the best man that he can be and then Grayson Waller blindsides him with a steel chair to the head and throws him out of the ring Waller goes to the floor and hits Johnny with a chair before putting him in the steel stairs chair first Grayson clears the table and power bombs Johnny Wrestling through it. This was real emotion. Everyone on their feet, not a dry eye in the house. Um, please don't go, Chance. It's like a Doctor Who regeneration. We don't want you to go. But Waller as a heel really works. And a piece of shit chant. Wow, looks like we've got a brand heel. December 14th, and after Waller arrived to the arena with booze, Grimes came to the ring with cheers. He faced Duke Hudson in an ODQ match. Grimes went for a cave in only for Hudson to catch him with a powerbomb for a poker table. The poker player then tried to shave Grimes' head with clippers. Distraction allowed a technical savage to recover. He hit a poison run into a cave in to Hudson sitting on a steel chair to take the final victory in this rivalry. This was fine. Grimes gets a win and ends the feud on top. Bald Duke don't look too bad. Bad. A backstage, Cora Jade is interviewed. She's interrupted by Takota Kai, who tries to warn her about teaming with Raquel Gonzalez, but Cora's not having any of it. Been one step close to the title. Grayson Waller's walking backstage, been given a wide berth by everyone as we go to a break. Back for commercial, Briggs and Jensen get a video package of them tailgating with Casey Cancelo and Caden Carter and go to a concert. I mean, what the serious fuck? 
Grayson Waller makes his entrance, gets on a mic in the arsehole chance and mocks Johnny Gagano's speech from last week. He says he overstayed his welcome. He runs some footage he filmed after his attack and said it gives him chills to see it again, but he wants to be realistic. Last week, he submitted himself as the NXT superstar, winning war games and ending a Legends career. Then he went and parted with celebrities this weekend. And what did we do? We complained about him online. He berates Vic Joseph and said he doesn't need friends or family or fans. The only thing he needs to go to the top of the industry, Jason Waller. And with that, the number one heel in NXT and possibly WWE. But come on, Wade. Knock him the fuck out. Get in Vic Joseph's face. We want you to do something. We get a recap of MSK meeting their charming Matt Riddle. We go backstage with Diamond Mind and Malcolm Bivens cutting a promo, hoping up Brom Breaker versus Roger Strong later. Roddy steps up and says he's going to divide and conquer tonight, and he's going to take Bron out entirely on his own. Back from Ocean, we get a new episode of Lashing Out with Lash. She has two special guests for this us this week, and it's jacket time. And Mia Yim stumbles past in her pyjamas. And then we move on to Mari Miller versus Ivy Nile. Nile came into this match confident despite Miller's best efforts. Her smile never faded. Nile fought low through Miller's bridge and pinfall attempts and locked in a dragon sleeper for a quick tap out. Uh, Miller got more offense than expected. Ivy needs polishing, but looks to be a diamond. <laughs> See what I did there? I really the uh, submission finishes. Zion Quinn is interviewed backstage. He calls out Alexa Lopez and says now he knows the rules of the game she's playing. It's on. Robert Stone rolls up to complain about lack of respect. Von Wagner rolls up and says he's going to smash him and beat him into the ground because he can. And if you have a problem with that, you can say it to his face. Uh, we get another charming vignette from Matt Riddle and MSK. They're asked to clear their minds and let go. And Matt pulls a scooter out of the back for each of them and they ride off again. What the actual fuck? Uh, Guru Raj versus Harlan. Joe Gacy told Harlan to be himself. His power was obvious in Bell. He smashed Guru Raj head into the mat for hitting him for the win. Afterwards, Gacy left Harlan smashed four times just to feel better. As officials forced Harlan to leave, he threw Brian Kendrick down the stairs. Medical staff put Kendrick in a net brace off the impact. Eventually sent to a local hospital for further evaluation. These are babies for Harland. LA Knight is in it views. He pulls up to the arena. He mocks Grayson Waller at length. And now someone to go find him for it. Dakota Kai versus Cora Jade. Uh, Jade merely survived for a while. Impressing the crowd to the frustrated opponent. The captain of the team kick pulled out a shovel. The referee stopped it. Which allowed Jade to stack her opponent. Free Kai attacked Jade after the match. Until Gonzalez ran her off. Toxic attraction distracted Jade long enough for Rose to lay out a potential next number. Contender the fight between Gonzalez and Kai continues in the parking lot where officials finally broke them up. Big Mama Cool challenged the captain of the street fight to finally a rivalry Kai at the very highest level in time and we rave top, which is a really touch. Andre Chase versus Tony D'Angelo next. Then D'Angelo walked out with his trophy, Pete Dunn's mouth guard. And D'Angelo got serious. He threw Chase in the corner and beat him down with gut punches. He hit a bridge in German suplexes to swing a net breaker for the victory. He then grabbed a microphone, mocking the bruiserweight until Dunn arrived. The bruiserweight told D'Angelo he was not interested in taking a break in the fingers of the big man and took back. I love Dunn as much as my dislike for Tony. We see Bron Breaker warming up when Grayson Waller rolls up and offers a fist bump. Bron tells him to get his stuff and leave because he's not welcome in the locker room. Everybody else agrees and leaves saying real superstars get their own locker room anyway. Boa versus Noah. Um, 
Silas Sakoa watched slowly backstage as Boa dominated with strikes and suplexes while Noffy fought hard to stay in the fight. He was out cold after a run roundhouse kick skull. Gonzalez paced angry in the locker room and cuts a promo about how she needs to end Dakota Kai and jacket time uh, come out to make their entrance. We see Grayson Waller leaving with a girl in an nice car. As they put a YBC night down and out on the pavement. It's Grizzled Young Vets versus Jacket Time. They trick Kushida with a blind tag, setting up a combination suicide dive, rushing leg sweep to take over. The Creed brothers arrive to watch the carnage and Brutes Creed EY3, which allow Jacket Time to hit suicide dives in sequence for a combination reverse and a moonsault's victory. This is over so quick. Wasted talents. Backstage, Kamala Hayes and Trick Williams have a bet. When they get a Dexter Loomis drawing of Loomis attacking Williams and we go to a break. Back from Marshall, commentary hypes up a street fight between Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez for next week. And our main event, Bron Breaker versus Roderick Strong. And Strong's veteran mindset was tough for Breaker to match. A series of forearms into an angle slam for a near fall for Strong. We followed up with a suplex into a power bomb for another near fall. However, Breaker responds. Military press power slam for victory. Spencer Chumper snuck in and hit his future challenger with Willow's Bell on the N Championship. This was good stuff with every slowly getting better. December 21st, Spencer Chumper called out Bron Breaker, mocking thinking he'd ever defeat the Blackheart. The NXT champion accepted a match against Breaker at New Year's Evil, though it made clear he felt Breaker was not ready to hold a title that was carried by so many great veterans. He finally broke from taunting, lifting up the NXT champion from his finisher. He stopped himself, setting Chumper down. He promised he would defeat him at Evil. Um, this was fine. We didn't see Gazars and Takai Kai battling backstage, throwing each other around with no mercy. Both women went hard as the cement walls. had to remind them that this match would only start once they got... Big Mama Cool pulled out a series of weapons from below the ring. She trapped Gonzalez in a trash can and smashed her with a double foot stomp. Gonzalez sent Kai hard into the steel stairs and then pulled her back into the bomb on a trash can. Win. After she called out Mandy Rose, Cover Jade interrupted for a case for a title match. And God's Creator's Creation agreed to a triple threat against both women for toxic attraction challenges. This was a banger. I think Gonzalez just biding her time. Moves up to, uh, to the main roster. Joe Gacy and Harlan apologised to Ryan Kendrick for putting him in harm's way. Kendrick announced that he has resigned as a coach, challenging Harlan this week. Grizzly Young Vets are getting ready backstage with James Drake is stunned by an Instagram video that Creed Brothers have put up. Gibson said he hates arrogant cocky teams and he has to plan to beat where they're smart and they're not as we go to a break. Back from Mercia, Wendy Hart was working out when Perotta rolls up to tell her the match is postponed. And Grayson Waller then shows up and hands it to them for taking Johnny Gano out. He makes some bullshit argument about Aussie solidarity and she tells him to worry about AJ Styles. Waller floats Hartwell but holds back. Three brothers then, Brutus and Julius versus Vets. Jack and I arrive with their own announce table to watch closely. Julius got the hot tag and hit an impressive drop kick. The momentum. Drake hit a suicide dive into the announce table and the fighting broke down, causing a no contest. As Jack and Time got in a furious brawl with Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. Can you say multi man match, everybody? Uh, back from Ursula, we get footage from earlier with Eo Shai and Zoe Stark in the training room getting into an argument with Legado del Fantasma. Lopez rolls up and says, everyone knows Eo is crazy, not afraid of her. Shai responds in Japanese and Lopez backs off. Zoe says, we're sticking up for her and likes her. And Eo says, she does not 
Dexter Loomis versus Trick Williams next. And don't mind a pin the stage to watch this match closely, led by an angry Roger Strong. Loomis caught Trick sliding and super kicked him. Strong and Hayes began brawling to the back, leaving to fight alone. Trick trapped Loomis in the headlock, but he was damaged. Williams tried to bash him with a shoe, but the torch light ducked it and he hit the silence. Not bad, and Dexter Loomis won the longest 10 as well. And Grayson Waller laid out Loomis with two in the back afterwards, and AJ Styles finally arrived. After Waller had laid him out, the fans were impressed by some of the talent next to 2.0, but not Waller, who felt he was mimicking Styles' style. Waller threatened to lay out Styles, but backed off the moment. AJ accused him of calling him out just to get the AJ Styles rub. He sees all the stuff Waller talks, takes for him, and he has potential, and he can appreciate it. But a future superstar? Bron Breaker, Tanner Janjo, Carmelo Hayes, you can see all those guys. He's still out on Grayson Waller. His problem is he'd rather look good and lose and look Bad other points out it was but AJ self wins and losses they count less than swipes likes. They square up by Brazen Bracks off as he let almost next. This was not bad at all. We see then Diamond Mine backstage. Malcolm Bivens cut the promo. He tells Mello and Trick and what happened when you disrespect them. They want two things respect and money. So at New Year's Eve he proposes a champion versus champion. Total versus Total match. Strong says he's got two weeks to find his balls and Malcolm wishes Hayes a merry Christmas break. Riddle convinced MSK to call out Imperium to challenge. Imperium MSK is a threat, warning that the group had a general. Yes, they do. And then Idris Sanofe versus Von Wagner with Stone watching for a matchup. Um, Von Wagner was over overconfident. Surprise roll up. The big man laid out in off the afterwards and then shouldered Stone. I mean, how many times on 2.0 have we Even on this episode it seems like it's four or five times uh lopez is walking backstage with the girl del fantasma she says she's not nervous eo see so from behind them as we go to a break leading to electro lopez versus eo shy and shy clearly had the edge against lopez hit a missile drop kick into a corner double knee strike to get near full as both women were recovering zion quinn blasts joker and wild and raul mendoza then pulled out the mistletoe Satisfied by Trick Quinn, but the distraction was too much for Lopez. Shia caught with an open palm thrust and the over the moon salt win. And if EO would have lost, I would have rioted, there's no doubt about that. Then the main event, Pete Dunn versus Tony D'Angelo. D'Angelo pulled in a crowbar, but Dunn pulled him into the armbar. The rookie fought back by pulling out the mouth of Dunn and ripping in his mouth guard. The bruise rate reversed D'Angelo's finisher into a finger snap and the bitter end for the win. And afterwards, the brawling continued. D'Angelo laid out Dunn with a net breaker and then broke his hand across the announce table with crowbar i mean dunn didn't deserve to lose this but the after off make will we move on to the december 25th episode ivan old defeated no sorry i was going to say before that this is how much time i had on my hands i actually went and watched uh 205 live which happened on the 25th of december there's a couple of matches been old defeating fallon henley um, again, the nice dragons. Andre Chase defeating Damon Kemp. And Kemp is Bobby Stevenson, the brother Olympic uh, gold medalist Gable. He also has a background in college wrestling. Competing in Minnesota prior to WWE. Uh, his offense looked good. Uh, this was quite good stuff, even though Chase won. Who's a safe set of hands. And Solo Sokoa defeated Ru Feng as well. This is 205. 
in name. And now the next episode of the 28th of December. The show opens with Grayson Waller making his entrance. He asks how everyone's Christmas went and jumps right to talk about his Christmas. A present, so he booked a flight and tickets for Raw. He recounts his appearance at Raw last night. He claims that if it weren't for Apollo Crews and Commanders being AJ Styles last night, he was supposed to have an adequate replacement. So, enter Odyssey Jones. As soon as he gets to the ring, Waller leaves and tries Jones gets on the mic and calls him a big-time bitch, leading to a match and where Jones threw Waller around with ease, but allowed Matthews every trick in the book to get an advantage. He accidentally supposed to turnbuckle, then sent Jones hard into the still. He followed up with a rolling cutter. He win. And Phenomenal One appeared on Tartron and told the world he wanted Waller. And Waller's getting better. He already has the heat. And NXT needs to make the mind up with Jones. Just going to be like, I forgot the position, or if they actually see potential in him as well. Uh, Jade and Gonzalez said, if you backstage, say next week is every woman for herself, but tonight they're going to coexist and take out some toxic trash. Eo rolls up and complains they never get a rematch for the title. And Kaylee Ray says she doesn't get who, she wants the next crack at it. Mandy Rose appears and says, since all want her so bad, why not have the girls take the night off? And Jade and Gonzalez should wrestle Shy and Kaylee with the winners. Fret. Jason Wallow appears backstage to cut a promo accepting AJ's challenge, giving MSK the cold shoulder on his way out. We get another Tiffany Stratton for a break. MSK make the entrance and get on the mic. Riddle was only able to appear by Titan Tron telling MSK to challenge Imperium. Fabian Knight and Marcel laughs as a challenge of Wesley and Nash Carter. Walter arrives at Titan Tron and he and Riddle argue until they decide on a six man tag match for New Year's Evil. Walter kill Riddle. And then Von Wagner shows up to yell about Idris' win being a fluke. And Manic Blade joins him to say he's going to do the same tonight. Brian Kendrick did not come out for his match with Harlan. Uh, Joe Gacy grabbed the microphone and told Harlan that Kendrick was too afraid to confront him. Andre Trace interrupted to give Gacy and Harlan a teachable moment, only to find himself as Kendrick's replacement. Uh, Chase came out with a few boots, but Harlan was hardly phased. He beat down Chase until the referee called for the bell. He grabbed one of Chase's students and carried him to the back. And Andre Chase is the Drew Gulak NX. I want more from Harlan, though. Uh, Zion Quinn challenged Electra Lopez to choose him or La Gala del Fantasma. Uh, Lopez asked that, but so does Sokoa interrupted. Esquire and agreed to a match for later. And then Fallon Henley versus Tiffany Stratton. Stratton finally making a debut. Threw around Fallon and pulled out an impressive series of flips, set up an elbow. But Daddy's little girl finished it off with a verf SEO. This was a month's time. What's going on? Tony Janjo warned Pete Dunn to stay gone after the beatdown he suffered, otherwise, fate worse than death. Wade Barrett introduced Frodic Strong and Diamond Mind. Malcolm Bivens assumed Kamala Hayes and not show up, but Trick arrived with Mello to warn Diamond Mind to back off. Barrett took control of the situation, asking to hear from Mello and Strong. Hayes talked himself with confidence, while him beside the backbreaker promised to have the greatest night of his life. The two signed a contract. Bivens was staying in the ring and the Creed Brothers signing table. Bye-bye, Cruiserweight title. Let's just see the versus Gagano and Devlin. Uh, this was fine. Malcolm was great and Trick did good. Wonder what Strong is in time. NXT showed a vignette for the future Fatal 4-Way match. Terminal number contendership for the tag titles. Grizzly Young Vets, Creed Brothers, uh, Jensen and Briggs and Jacket. Then Santos Bar versus Soa Sokoa. And Sokoa early until Wilder Mendoza distracted it. Running knee that sent the Simone Superstar hard into the steel post. Simone Superstar found a second win while reeling. Zahn Quinn arrived in Esquire dive. Distraction hit super kick and splash for the shocking win. Bowen attacks Sokoa backstage. We then get a vignette on Tomas Jumper versus Brom Breaker. Question where the rookie could avoid the one mistake that cost him last time. Then we get Malik Braid versus Juan Wagner. 
Robert Stone watching commentary as a big man beat Blade with forearms. Wagner got rolled up, but he escaped and hit his double on the hook, spin out side stand for the win. Interesting off he saved Blade for taking more of a beating after the Avon has something, but we shall see. In the main event, Cora Jade and Raka Gonzalez is Eo Shy and Kaylee Ray for the number contender. Ray took out Gonzalez for a suicide dive, and then Shy hit a missile dropkick on Jade through an earful. Jade ducked the double knee strike in the corner, hit Ray with an to get the hot tag to Gonzalez. Gonzalez hit Kaylee Ray with a Chinonga bomb, but Jade took the blind tag as Gonzalez and Jade argued. Jade rolled up Ray for free when his argument back finishes. Rose mocked him from the title tron. No offence for Kel, but the wrong team won. When Jade pinned Kaylee Ray hit a shiver. Went there. It's an okay meant, but looking forward to New Year's Evil, which is next. So January 4th for the show opens with a pay-per-view caliber intro. Really good stuff. Then the big match music, you know. It's Carmella Hayes, the North American champion, versus Roderick Strong, the cruiserweight champion match. And the two traded early strikes. Meadow especially took over after hitting the springboard reverse leg drop. But the Messiah the backbreaker fought back and pulled out the stronghold after a few counters from the champion. After Mello got to the ropes, he took a series of running forearms and slammed for it. The two battled to the top rope where Hayes hit an avalanche X-Plex, followed by a diving leg drop to win. And yes, your new cruiserweight champion, unified with the North America, Carl Hayes. I expect Strong to be kicked out of Diamond and in AEW, but I did like these graphics. Rod talking and Mello's eyes like sauce on a pin aside this would stuff. And the x Epic as well. Great. I would score that four and a quarter out of five if we're doing pay-per-views because this was pay-per-view. To muscle Chumper backstage as AJ rolls up. Styles wishes him luck and he's dressed for a fight and AJ might be here for one. Uh, we get informed that the Dusty Classic starts in two weeks for the men's tournament in February for the women. Styles praised the fans for the impact they have on the business, especially making NXT special. He called out Grayson Waller for devaluing the fans. Waller came out to demand a match with Styles, but only next for the biggest we could. Fair play to AJ trying to build up the Waller. Man and Pete Dunn cuts a promo about stomping Tony Jandro's match shut for good next week. Go ahead and bring the crowbar. We get Casey Cancer and Caden Carter, where Miller rolls up. They said they get rid of challenge for the tag titles when Indy Hartwell and Persia Protas. They're going as Prot agrees to weeks out. She says they can find a partner. Mooting Tiffany Stratton first, but she gets up and calls her dad. Wendy Chu, me ying and pajamas, is behind her and he asks who she is. He's skeptical. And then Imperium, Fabian Eichler, Marcel Barfell and Water versus Matt Riddle and MSK, Nash Carter and Wesley. And Daddy's what? An entry. Uh, Marcel Barfell wore down Nash Carter early, but Riddle managed to get the big tag. Walter stopped the Shaman Cole with a chop. Fabian Knight then nearly lost control of the match, but the ring general lay from Barfell. Riddle sent Walter reeling with a series of knee strikes, and MSK and Shaman teamed up take out a pyramid with a combination double suicide dive in Springboard Moonsault. Riddle hit a German suplex for a near fall, but Walter responded with a powerbomb. Eichner and Barfell led that Riddle with an elevated brain buster. Uh, that pin had to be broken up by Carter. Riddle batted out in PM. MSK hit a double team finish on Nightler, followed by Riddle rolling Moonsault. And the Shaman hit an RKO on Barfell. Win. Walter losing stake. But let's hope they don't fuck up the ring general. He's just so good. Wesley sells so It's a really good match. Shame about the outcome. Four out of five. In the parking lot, Riddle rolled off into the darkness and the Creed brothers told MSK they would never let Lee and Carter beat them in the dusty. 
class. Yeah, Joe says Harlan's application how people treat him. He's making great strides and showing more straight than ever. In the Dusty Classic, we're bringing Harlan peace, happiness. They're not asked to be put in. They just want a helicopter flies over the arena. We go to a cockpit. Room. She says she's a champ. And arrives and gets out to send us to a break. Uh, Lecture Lopez interview backs what's going on with Quinn. Legada comes a difference maker. Family comes first. But she attracts his success. And next week you'll get your answer when Santos and Zion wrestle. The winner with her. Then Cora Jade versus Mandy Rose versus Raquel Gonzalez. NXT Championship. Cora Jade rolled down on a skateboard. Gonzalez came out on a motorcycle. Big Mama Cool took over the ring first. We went back to the outside. Jade took down Gonzalez but got sent hard and set by road. Jade tried to steal the woman inside cradle but Gonzalez broke it up and laid out both women. As God's greatest creation fell to the match, slipping away, she grabbed the kennel stick and laid out Gonzalez. Rose tried to isolate Jade, but Big Mama Cool recovered and threw Jade to the floor, turning into a one-on-one battle. Rose tried to escape repeatedly, but she only delayed. Chingano bomb. Jade broke up the pin. Sent on. The young star sent Gonzalez to the outside. Jags herself for pinfall, only to get stacked up. Still your women's champion, Mandy Rose. It's hard to believe Rose would be the veteran here, but this was better than expected. Gonzalez would hopefully debut at the Rumble. Uh... Free Mackenzie Mitchell asked Alexa Lopez about Zion Quinn. And like we said, Lopez announced she would face the winner next week. Um, T. Cameron Grimes made his intention clear for 22. He wanted gold. Von Wagner interrupted Andre Chase in his attempt to give the student protected him last week a full scholarship. He took out Chase and attacked him. He even ripped a member of the Exeter Universe out of his seat. They are trying with Von. Swear words. Fighting with plants. Let's see if it... Uh, we get told that there's going to be a crowbar on a pole man. Pete Dunne and Tony D'Angelo. But our main event is Bron Breaker versus Mustard Champ for the NXT Championship. And Bron Breaker wrote an X on his way to the ring to symbolically show how he was ending. The big man looked dominant early, but the black heart began ducking the rookie while hitting a big drop kick with Blanchard. Breaker fought back and went to the top rope, but Chumper tripped him with Trio away for a stump and a run a low drop kick. The rookie answered with a spine buster and a standing moonsault. He again went to the second rope, but hesitated to stake in the first match, allowing the Black Heart to send him outside. Once again, Chumper tried to send Breaker hard into the unprotected cement, but Breaker answered by sending him to the announce table. The rookie followed up with a military press power slam, barely broken up by Chumper grabbing a rope. A Black Heart caught Breaker between the legs with the ropes and hit two running knees. So ending for crazy near fall. The two fought into the second row and break a foot back to hit a bulldog and then locked in the stein of a recliner. He tap out after Champ gave a nod approval to the young star earning his win. Yes, your new NXT champion is Bron Breaker. I did like the kick of the NXT. Great intensity in both. Uh, really cool chunks from Chumper since War Games, of course, with the new NXT colours. But Bron looked incredible at the start. Suplex and nip up everything. After watching this, Bron will be a guy in WWE. Positioning is on point. Uh, Chump has been incredible since the CWC. And what a fucking match that was! Five out of five. Credit to both. An end of an era and a real beginning. Point oh, what a fun episode! But our last episode of NXT, January 11th, AJ versus Waller on a show open. Of course, the breaker winning the title. He makes his entrance and he puts Chumper over as a great fighting champion. He congratulated him after his win and he said he's going to prove why he earned the title each week. He leaves and crosses paths with Legado del Fantasma on his way out, leading to Santos Escobar versus Quinn. Lopez arrives to strap both men for Rillen. She kicked Quinn between the legs, setting him up to take a phantom driver and a loss. Lopez made the right, ch- should be that now. 
Tony Janja cuts a promo and says, of the 16 ways to use a crowbar, he only need three of them tonight. We get a vignette of Mandy Rose doing a photo shoot, and then Cameron Grimes versus Damon Kemp. Uh, Grimes found himself outmatched for a moment. This brought out Malcolm Bivens. You see, however, Grimes turned it around with speed and impact offense, winning quickly, caving, and Grimes might be the guy then. Gacy and Harlan cut a promo for a black void. And it did get an inset promo. We talked about how they're going to win tonight and the whole tournament, leading to Harlan and Gacy versus Anoffi and Blade. Um, again, if they could win, it would be in a dusty classic. And Blade managed to isolate Gacy, but once Harlan hit the ring, he dominated. He lost control, beating down both men until the referee had to cue this. Was absolutely get a vignette from Imperium when they let the eye. Talk about how they look down on people don't live up to the set for themselves. The break. Pete Dunn versus Tony D'Angelo. Crowbar on a pole match. I cannot believe I'm saying this. And NXT Vince Russo would be so happy. Just looked like D'Angelo to have control. Dunn fought through and grabbed a crowbar. He locked D'Angelo in a crowbar since his submission. But losing control, D'Angelo went for a steel cherry, knocked the bruise away on the chair, and then into the pole before smashing his face with a crowbar. A win done, doing the right thing, putting people over. But this is, we get a couple of vignettes, one from Toxic Attraction, of course, highlighting Gigi Zone and JC uh, Jane, and then Katie Ray destroying the fights as champion. Wendy Chu fell asleep at the start of our next match, uh, but she got tagged through around a mirror miller with ease. In case of Powerbomb, Pressure Prot got the tag and hit a face buster followed by an Indy Hartwell diving elbow. The win, so Perotta, Hartwell, and Chu win. I like Chu. I don't think it was too bad. Dakota Kai arriving to warm MSK. They should know she won the cup last year. So the Sakoa cuts a promo. He says he's fighting. He's a language. He understands. He doesn't care who shows. He'll get it. Back commercial. Kaylee Ray rolls up late for Mandy Rose. He's gone. Uh, she destroys with a base bat and then bow. So the Sokoa, both men fight outside. In trash, they continue to throw himself through the Chinese superstar over a crate. And he stepped over only to have a fireball empowered Boa. What the fuck? Why do? It was announced that Von Wagner be fined, suspended for his actions last week, only for it to be revealed it was lifted with the fine paid. Hay started with a moment of silence for Roderick Strong's title reign for celebrating and just not gone. Styles made his shoulders break. Grimes grabbed the keys of Mello from security guard and backstage. He warned the champion it was his last, this time last year being doing donuts in the car. But 2022 Grimes his title. And then the main event, AJ versus Grayson Waller. Styles went for the final forearm. But again, the rookie escaped. He tripped up Styles and hit a diving elbow for two. Waller barely made a rope to escape the calf crusher. Waller got too cocky. Going for a start. Styles escaped, went for arm, Waller ducked it and hit return spring ball cut for a pellet kick and a brain buster phenomenal one. Set up the phenomenal forearm to end it. Styles won Waller let his night was not over, but LA Knight arrived to let his rookie kicks back after selling Waller running Styles and Knight embracing the ring as friends enemy. I mean Waller looked nervous, but this was his first main event in the biggest match of his career. AJ is phenomenal. Waller did really well and I'm impressed, but LA Knight returns the face is great considering how Hated he was last year. I mean, this wasn't the best episode of NXT and probably hasn't been the best since War Games. But hopefully they can build up towards their next takeover. Going to be missing Tommaso Ciampa and Pete Dunne now. But with LA Knight, be what? So on to NXT UK. Seven episodes to look at. At 2nd of December, the Battle of the Belts. We start with a promo for the main event and a horrible theme. And Andy Shepard's telling us Christmas came early. Uh, the NXT UK Women's Championship. Miko Satamora 
uh, with Emilia McKenzie versus Zaya Brookside. The Taylor tape, this is our accolade as a daughter of Robbie Brookside. That was fun. Brookside looks for lockup. The champion evades. Satomaru looks at the head scissors. She escapes with a beautiful headstand. Zaya fives up a flurry, kicks the long ball while Satomaru hangs up on the ropes. Biko returns to a 40 combination offense for a near fall and applies an arm trap cross face. Since they're so close to the rope, Zia reaches out and escapes the hold. She crumbles to the canvas with a nasty headbutt, followed by a round of stiff kicks. Satomaru, the Scorpio rising, nails it. He's the NXT UK Women's Champion, the final boss prevails uh miko didn't like zia fucking around this was great open the teacher didn't really get out of second gear as well well up next we see charlie dempsey's official initiation into tierman's family dempsey speaks with rahan raja and says the reason he wants to join is so he can expand his legacy raja welcomes with a nice handshake this was really made stuff especially the next year with champion mika satmore announced she will be gone from next uk for a few weeks Jenny back to Blair Davenport, catches her in a minute. Mackenzie Davenport asks Mackenzie how she's going to hold up once Satmore leaves. Mackenzie laughs it off for a match between her and Davenport next week. I can't wait for me. Up next, we see a rematch between Saxon and Williams. And Kenny Williams walks into the match trying to pull his less than honourable tactics with a rate to the eye. Williams skates the corner with a double stomp. The stomping Huxley blocks the forearm, turns it to a toss by a brat breaker. And just as Williams goes the upper hand, subculture's music hits. No one appears, and Huxley takes advantage of the tease with a ferocious slam to earn the pinfall victory. I don't like Huxley, but match will become a feud, hopefully. The rankings will actually help NXT UK and actually make sense. Uh, this was okay. Charles Samuels feels a top six list of number of contenders that he feels would make for excellence. His friend and current head in Dar. Sam Gradwell isn't happy with the bottom of the list. Used to the challenge of Samuels up the rankings. Gradwell versus Charles. Is the match and then the X UK Championship on the line? Ear Dragon off versus Rampage Brown. Both men go straight for a sturdy collar and elbow tie up. Brown prevails with a high angle, sends Dragon off towards the outside. Brown continues the onslaught by driving the champ's spine first into the ring post. Back to the ring they go. Brown looks for the first pin. Dragon off kicks out. Brown powers Dragon off to another corner throw for another near fall. Dragon off digs deep with an air raid crash. He has a hard time following up with a German suplex. But gets several palm strikes instead. Brown fires up with vicious forearm. Dragunov returns with a twisted is Brown, unable to continue the match. Referee stops it, giving Dragunov the main event victory. The Tsar remains the NXT champion. Brown was knocked out cold. I hate to see it. It's not the first time Ear has done saying this, but of course Big Dave got his name. Anyway, it was good whilst it lasted. The next episode of NXT UK, December 9th, come us have a heated singles con McKenzie. Versus Blair, Davenport executes a back kick and eats a spear but kicks out. Davenport turns a mountain around with a missile drop kick off the top rope. Mackenzie evades a falcon arrow and turns it into a high angle complex. Mackenzie eats a knee jumping down from the top rope. Davenport skews a pinfall with a falcon finisher. Davenport mocks the NXT UK Women's Champion Miko Santamore by locking him in Mackenzie into an SDF. It looks like Davenport was calling a shot. For a title off. It's a good open. And Blair will eventually be champion. But before his match today. Charles Samuels. The Evgeny Cup champion. Dars. Scaling former style. At Aiken and Nathan Fraser. But spots. And Dars Samuels. Aren't too. Where we see the finish of Brown. Versus Dragunov. Brown. Uh, it's pulled that Brown. We discuss the matter for now. After falling to Mika Santamore last week. So I broke side. This is a chance. To become the English champion. We head back to the ring. To hear a statement. From the Irish. Devlin himself. The franchise player. Believes it's time to climb the highest. 
Next UK earning a title shot. The champion Dragunov will approach the ring. Dragunov says it's where he comes from. They talk less and fight more. Devlin asks for one chance to career and Captain Yeah chuckles. He said whether Devlin threatens, he doesn't feel intimidating. He's prepared for whatever the Irish ace throws at him. Devlin throws shade, bringing up Dragunov's family. And the day he comes home and tells him he lost the title. He charges Devlin in the corner and the group referees pull him apart. We begin the new year with Azar and the Irish Ace. Come on, give us this at a takeover Dublin with Volta versus Balor as well. Uh, we learn more about Amel and what inspired her to become a superstar. This does more for character building than anything else. This should be on Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite as well. Kenny Williams is shifting his focus towards Mark Andrews, scared and insecure. And once he's done with Andrew, there won't be a subculture, a scum culture. Sam Gradwell versus Shark Samuels, yes, dream match. Gradwell meets Samuels on the outside where a leaping pounce from off the apron. Gradwell rolls Samuels back in and Samuels rolls himself back out. But a Shah managed to pick up Steam with a power slam. Now Am Dar tried to choke Gradwell with a scarf and the referee caught it. While Dar the referee did Gradwell decides to use the scarf by whipping it straight towards Samuels' family jewels. He then ends the match with another huge slam for... Come on you yogurt. Shut up you mug. Probably my favourite. Sends back and forth in wrestling for a very long time. I loved every second of this. The sequence at the end was fantastic. And fire from Sam as well. Gallus are ready to leave their mark on Dear Familia. Of course, Tim and Dempsey and Raja. We find out it's Frazier versus Akid for number contendership match for Heritage Cup. But the main event this week can pretty deadly retain the titles and retain an individual streak. Or will Mass Mountain add a piece of gold to resumes? Will Bate spars house in the corner, but is it enough for him to earn a pin? Bate digs deep with his 97 dollar. Howley arrives, but vibes himself from the receiving end of the move seconds later. To everyone's surprise, Howley kicks out. Only two other superstars have ever kicked out of Bates' 97 driver, by the way. Sam Stoker runs in and tag and hits a Gus Buster. Mocking Bates, rebound Lariat, pretty deadly, getting hit the exact same move. Here comes Trent Seven. Seven connects with DDT on Stoker, sending him out of the ring. He executes the Seven Stars Lariat, but he can't get Howley down. With Seven on Dean Street, pretty deadly set of spilt milk. And after hearing it, he looks for the pin, and Bates manages to break things up. Bates gets caught with spilt milk on the outside. Stoker and Howley are growing frustrated as Seven, refuse to end things on their turf. Even trying to get hit with a tag title. Seven sends Stoke off his feet with a perfect German suplex. Big kick to Howley as he flies back from the top rope. Bate heads to the top rope. Seven dumps Howley on top of Stoke with a burning hammer. Bate soars off the top with a beautiful spiral tap. And the one, two, three. And Mustache Mount did it. They are your new NXT UK Tag Team Champions. What an emotional and groundbreaking moment for the forefronts of NXT UK. Bate is of a trip of UK. A sensational main event. What a moment for Mustache Mountain and real emotion. We'll move on to the 16th. We start with Charlie Dempsey with Coffee. Dempsey actually worked over Coffee's bloody nose, trying to prevent him from breathing. Uh, Dempsey head back to the corner, let down both men. They had a lengthy exchange, but Coffee finally down Dempsey with Discus Lariat. Hitting a double jump with first Cowboy, awkwardly hitting his hand. He followed with a Glasgow send off, but Tierman and Rahan Raja ran and pulled Dempsey out of the ring. Gallus followed shortly after, brawled with D Formali. This allowed Dempsey to hand to the steps and actually choked Coffee out with a dragon slooper. Coffee passed out and the referee stopped. Actually, I love this. This is a brilliant match and this feud is just getting started. Dempsey has the weld in his hand. Credit to Joe. This was like boxing. The strangest strikes was breathtaking as well. We get a highlight video last week's great match between Mustache Mountain and Pretty Deadly. Since Gallo Karachek must have signed to determine their first challenge, it'll be a tournament starting in three weeks. Where Symbiosis faces Avocado, the winner of that match, 
the winner, Dear Familia, Jack Stars, and Dave Mastiff, which takes place in four weeks, so many new contenders. An awesome video of Jordan Devlin there that followed him through the day for putting on fresh and face me a thousand. Took him out of his penthouse over in Dublin, driving a sports car fast with a top down beating fans. He said he was pathetic, fighting for his family and friends, leading their approval. Devlin himself, this was a shot made Devlin a confident douchebag who can back words. NC Mustache Mountain making their way out. Seven said it'd been a great night when they won the belts, and now, after a couple of rough months, Mustache Mountain were back. He said they felt sure in the past young vets. Seven got emotional, said he wasn't sure what he'd do if they hadn't won the titles. He wasn't sure what he'd do if he didn't have any. He didn't know how long he had left, but he cheered. He also said they were the only team to ever hold the NXT and NXT UK tag team. Tyler Bate was the first man to be UK champ, hold Harris's Cup and champion as well. The crowd chanted Grand Slam boy at him. And Seven thanked the fans and everyone the crew the roster. Then wished everyone a happy Christmas and happy new year. I only wish Trent knew so close to retirement he's saying it. He should say, I'm getting too old for this shit. Ashton Smith and Carter cut a promo backstage. We get a great video package on Mika Satmore and Blair Davenport showing highlights. Uh, Davenport says she'd become a normal foreigner in Miko's home country, but never got to meet her in the ring. Now, a foreigner in her country, the two women meet in three weeks. Kenny Williams versus Danny Jones. Williams grabbed a mic on his way to the ring and said he didn't want Jones. He told Danny to go back and get him. Jones wouldn't comply. He briefly dominated, but Williams took his knee out. Jones came back with corner, hit an exploder for a two count. Williams came back with another tackle to hit the bad, bad luck, but wouldn't make the cover. He hit a second bad luck. I mean, Danny looked massive. I do like Kenny Lowe. Uh, Symbiosis cut a promise saying they are going to be tag champions. We get a special holiday this week. Uh, Kenny Williams came out of the room screaming. It had been a terrible accident. Mark Hendry in pain, clutching his arm for a doctor. And then the main event, NXT UK Heritage Cup. Number contendership, A-Kid versus Nathan Frazier. Round one, they shook hands at the start of the round. They traded takedowns early until A-Kid hit a drop kick and went for the Fujiwara armbar. A-Kid his arm under control. They evaded each other's attack as the round concluded. Round two, A-Kid started with a waistlock takedown. Frazier tried working over the arm, but A-Kid escaped and they traded pin combination. Frazier scored a full over one of them, much to his own surprise. So it was 1-0 Frazier. Round three, Aker came out with a running kick but missed. He tried a few more but finally scored and locked in the armbar, but Fraser made the ropes. Aker locked in the octopus hole, but Fraser made the ropes want more. He hit a quadrupled and reversed DDT for another near fall. Aker locked in a sleeper and a running click finally slapped on the Fujiwara armbar, but this time ran out and Fraser was saved by them. Round four, Fraser escaped the sleeper and hit a drop kick but missed a double foot stomp at the top. He hit a twisted net break for a close near fall. Fraser hit a backward roll into a Boston Crab. Baker turned into a pinning combination for a near fall. Aker threw Fraser to ringside and hit a fly scoop. He got back in the ring, score full, and tie things 1 all. On to round five. Aker hit a fisherman suplex for a very close two. Fraser come back with a super kick for his own. They battled on the top with Fraser hitting the Spanish fire power sound for another two. He missed a moonsault by landing his feet. Aker managed to lock an armbar, which he turned to an umma platter and got the tap out. Where Aikid winning 2-1. Aikid off his hand to Fraser after the match who shook it. Uh, this was great. Shorter hair but another loss. He's too nice. A bit like Matt Seidel is Fraser. But great main event. Aikid is so crisp he should be called Pringle. Uh, December 23rd, NXT UK. Nina Samuels is just to a very special show. Looking back at the Ironman match between Devlin and Aikid. Fourth, uh, Kaylee Ray versus Miko from June 10th. A highlight was Sam Gradwell and his son calling us yogurts. And in December 30th, Phoenix UK holiday special was hosted by Pretty Deadly. Uh, yes, boy. Welcome to the news edition, the Pretty Deadly Power Hour. 
Um, yeah, the look back, which was Gallus versus Pretty Deadly for the NXT UK Championship, February 25th. Um, we see Mastiff, Stars, Smith, Huxley, Primate, Raja Carter, Fraser Brooks, and Wolfgang, and Mel Dennis all had messages. And Charles Samuels said, Oi, oi, what a year, 2021. I made my debut in NXT UK. Darwin's Edge's Cup. How can things in it get better? I'll tell you how, because the odds say 22 is going to be even bigger. Happy New Year, mugs. Uh, and of course, Ian Dragunov says, I'm the NXT UK champion, and I wish everyone the very best and a happy new year. And Sam Gradwell says, hey, you all, this is the fun storm, Sam Gradwell, with some New Year's resolutions. I vowed to become master of the paranormal and a qualified exorcist because there will be no demons around here on my watch. And also vowed to keep rattling jowls, wobbling kidneys and ruining days until the fun storm is on top of the pile of NXT UK. So happy new year. Have a good one. Be safe and don't be a yogurt. And the second match we saw was Ear Dragon off Joe Coffey's versus Rampage Brown in a triple threat match. 21 Ear wins, becomes the rest history. The penultimate next UK is January 6th. The show from a promo video highlighting tonight's main event match between Mika Satmore and Blair Davenport. Andy Shepard welcomes the first next UK of 22. Uh, our match is Ashley Smith and Oliver Carter versus Symbiosis. The Bayface team used some double team magic to wear the bigger T bone down. Symbiosis came back and went for a double suplex. Smith pulled his part about the move into safety. Symbiosis finally found their groove and worked Smith over, focused on his back. They scored a near fall, and Smith after Primer hit a frog splash. And Primer was on the top rope, but Smith rams him. He closed on T-Bone to the outside while Carter took him out with a dive. Smith then lifted Primer on the shoulders, and Carter hit him with a doomsday cutter for the pin. Uh, Primer and T-Bone need, but Dennis could work as a manager for a good hit. Fun open, I've seen the progression of Smith. It's nice. To see. Blair Davenport was showing warming up backstage. Pretty deadly rasp about losing the tag team titles. They complained about some other teams receiving a chance at a title in a tournament. Sam Gradwell then walked up and told him to stop whining and played and told him they had to do what they want around here. I mean, I would team yogurts. An absolutely fantastic on video and the Dragon off aired. He was showing training. His intensity wasn't his biggest strength, but his family was. He showed it with his wife and son at home for him food and playing. When his son falls and he asks him, Why do you fall when his son replies to get? Back up, he says, family is strength. And they played clips of Jordan Devlin insulting Dragon off. His family's talk trash. I mean, Eadra Devlin is money. I mean, I loved this. I loved all the build-up for this. This was great. Then Dar watching the match between Aiken and Nathan Fraser on his phone. While Samuels, he jotted down all the possible ways for Dar to win on the flip chart. They settled on Dar to beat Fraser in the fourth with 11 odds. In a cut of tape promo, Roman family. And they talked about how the eyes see everything and how he sees him winning tag gold. It was nice that Tyler Bate and Trent Seven were friends, but their bond was stronger. Something I like about this crew. I mean, maybe not Raja as such, but then we get Zaya Brookside versus Myla Grace. Brookside played Cray Baby some more, escaping to the ropes and complaining with her arm, got worked over. Grace kept her momentum and the crowd was orderly behind her. She hit 619 Zia was sitting in the corner. Zia pulled her off the ropes, hit a kick to the back and hit a broke. Winner Northern Irish Grace did all right actually. And Zia's break character is great. This was a much needed win. A kid trained the UK form center talks about wanting to recapture the UK Championship Cup. Uh, Jack Sars Day Mastercut point about how they win tag titles. Emir was interviewed in the UK form center about an amazing video package in detail. The story how it exploded on uh, Ginny Lennon and told it was a pathetic sub story and left to catch a limo. Stevie Turner looked on and said that Ginny had a point. And Mel flipped a lid, pushed her against the glass door, and braided her in French. A video package on Walter Air talked about how next week he would make his last stand in NXT UK and have his final match on the brand. He then cut a promo and said he dominated, brought glory, respect, dignity, sport. He said it was great things. 
and uh, Fraser is a great competitor. He was the future of the brand, but Walter wasn't impressed. Fraser was only in for himself and taking a piss out of the sport. He said that every time the ring general steps in, he comes out. But Walter using piss right. Then NXT UK Women's Championship, Miko Santamore versus Blair Davin. Well, Santamore started out with leg kicks and turned a knuckle lock into a judo hip toss. She followed with an arm drag and nearly an arm bag. Following control of her opponent, they finally exchanged strikes as Satamora kicked down and put off the top rope to the outside as Davenport manoeuvre. The champion kept on offence using a surfboard and more strikes, sending Davenport small. Davenport used her advantage though, or straight on the of the ring, almost knocking her out. She hit a draper DDT off the apron to the floor, then quickly went for a pin, only scored a two count. She hit a running basement drop kick for another near fall, a chin lock. Miko finally made another stand, hitting a vicious suplex to Davenport, then locking the STF, but Davenport managed to lock in the Fujiwara armbar from Davenport went for the Falcon Arrow, but couldn't get it. She said Miko went for a Pele kick, but Davenport caught a leg and locked on her own. She threw with more kicks and a running knee that sent Satmore through the ropes. Davenport hit a double foot stomp off the top of Satmore's back, and she was on the apron. Satmore evaded the V-trigger and hit two consecutive Death Valley powerbombs for a two. Satamore went for a scorpion rising, but Davenport evaded and hit a knee. For Davenport went for Falcon Arrow, but Miko evaded, went for Death Valley Brom. Davenport turned to a sunset flip, but Satmore reversed, sat down to pinfall victory. As Satmore celebrated, Davenport attacked from behind, hit three consecutive V triggers. She posed for a belt and then threw it on Satmore and told her she again. Really nice tight cock. Stuff like that I really like. It's told a great story. Both were better than most. Great strike exchange event. The veteran out wrestles young lion, but she won't win next time. Brilliant stuff. Then our last episode of NXT UK, January 13th. Walter's three-year run NXT comes to close. Walter's last stand. We kick off with a hype vignette for his last stand. And Dave Mastiff and Jake Styles make their entry. D Familia. Raja hits an early dead with toss and uses strength to keep Styles at bay. Stars slow cartwheel away from Raja and managed to work the arm. He dominated Raja with three corner drop kicks and a suplex for tagging Mastiff in. But TMN tagged in. Raja failed to move Mastiff. Mastiff closed on both men. Stars and Mastiff stayed on top of TMN with quick tags. Um, but Dempsey dragged him out of the ring to save his stable mate. Dempsey distracted the referee on Timon and Raja to double team Stars on the outside. Timon hit a top rope drip kick and beat on Stars. Now he's in fast tags to stay on top. Master eventually got the hot tag and hit a splash roll and Farmer's carry. Hit the center on Raja and drop kicked Tierman at the same time. Dempsey took out Stars, but Gallus came to ringside. Tierman and Dempsey squared up to Gallus. Dallas hit, Mastiff hit a German suplex and got victory. So why have they a new hill group lose? I mean, it continues the Gallus versus the familiar feud, I suppose. This is a tag match. Um, we then get a recap of Satamora, a successful title event. Defence over Devon this week. A hype package Aaron of Via Dragon off NXT UK Championship match against Jordan Devlin. Get confirmation the place the match will take place in two weeks. So our next NXT update will have that on there. Emel made her entrance whilst Ginny was in his commentary. Uh Emil versus Stevie Turner. Turner charged at Mel with a big boot, but the French hype avoided her. Emel sent Turner to the outside. But Turner took a step in. She landed a couple of kicks, but Mel uh retaliated with a bulldog. She missed a kick in the call allowing Turner to take control. Turner dominated Mel for a few minutes, but Turner locked on a painful armbar. Hit a few more kicks. Turner came off the ropes, but Mel met with a scoop slam. She fell up with a kick in the call and a hope breaker. Victory. Jenny was good on commentary. I still think Turner, but Mel has shown real emotion and showed that this is a dream. Pretty deadly accosted Siskallen, said they were unhappy with Sam Gradwell, calling him a yogurt last week. Siskallen said he could have a tag match against him with a partner of his choice. Pretty deadly said it would be a handicap match as Gradwell has no friends. Well, I'm in because uh, me and Gradwell are Twitter friends. 
It was asked by NXT, who's got next? Who's going to be the breakout star in 2022? It's Sam Gradwell and you yogurts don't even know yet. Um, and TBK Secret X said, what the hell is yogurts supposed to mean when insulting? Um, and the, 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 this is the thing. And luckily for me, I've put it's a branch off a mug with my guest, but you would have to ask him. And of course, Sam Gradwell himself explaining exactly what it was on Twitter. Uh, and also saying that as we know that he's going to be a breakout star. That's all that matters. We get a preview of A-Kid versus Dar as well. And then we see Ginny and Amel going at it backstage with Nathan Fraser then making his entrance, going to the main event versus Walter. And the fans of the tenants saying, Walter's going to kill you whilst the two locked up. Walter threw Fraser away. The Austrian then took to the corner. Fraser does his chop and retreated. Walter grabbed the arm and hoisted Fraser on his shoulder to the mat. He worked the arm. Fraser flipped and rolled his way out. But uh, Walter tapped Fraser on the head. Fraser slapped him. Which probably wasn't the best idea. Walter grabbed Fraser and stretched him over the top of the arm buckle and chopped him. Fraser managed to come back, but Walter chapped him in the back. Fraser strove to get his feet as Walter stayed on top. He went for a powerbomb, but Fraser reversed for the Hurricane Runner. Walter floor Fraser with another chop and hit some more before trying to put a sleeper on, but Fraser rolled out. Hit the stand and shoot and start press. Walter put the sleeper on again, but Fraser backflipped out. Walter hit a big boot, went for a powerbomb, but Fraser reversed with a destroyer. He hit two super kicks and a springboard backflip to an inverted DDT. Walton, who now went to the outside, Fraser drove him through the ropes, but Walter caught him. Fraser caught the super kick on the outside. Walter returned to the ring and Fraser target leg with Walter struggling to stand. Fraser went for a springboard dive, but Walter swiped him out of the sky with a massive chop. Got him up for the powerbomb and finished him off. Victory. Look, I'm not crying, you are. Volta is incredible. Great match. January 9th, oh, January 29th is when Volta made his debut. And now, like we say, January 13th, his last match in NXT UK. What a three years that was. Oh, the water's chops. Goodbye. Uh, so that is it. We are bang up with NXT and NXK. Let's not forget that our next episode is going to be massive Rumble Live show, where we'll do Wrestle Kingdom, Impact Hard to Kill, at the Rumble having the mini-games, and of course have all the stats as well. But don't forget, we're across all social media, Twitter, at the WNR Podcast, I'm at the WNR JR, WNR also on Facebook and Instagram, across all Google platforms, send us an email at WNR Podcast at gmail.com and YouTube, at the WNR Podcast, we have all Lex Clips and Podcasts at the same time, on YouTube, they do SoundCloud on your phone. Also, Spotify and iTunes, but you can download and subscribe right to there. So that's it. Like I said, our next episode, the Raw Rumble Live, January 29th. But until then, I have been James Rowlands. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye.